Today's podcast is powered by Metro Mugs. Today is April 30th, and we have Alex Fenner on the podcast today, and I can officially say we've circled the wagon of Thailand. Can you confirm, Deck? Yep, this is Decky Thailand here, and we are officially a Thailand podcast, uh, like you said. Um, what should I call you today? Andy Pan Am. I'll, 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 actually, no. Andy World Tour. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah, okay. We'll work with that. But anyways, Alex Fenner on the podcast today. Um, got in touch with her. Through our good buddy Michael Jordan, founder of Unreal, uh, she is a photographer. Took the leap and did a solo travel in Thailand and India for the last three months. Uh, just got back about a three, four weeks ago, and is coming on the podcast to talk to us for two hours about her experience. So I'm glad so to finally have you. Uh, I know it's nice to finally meet you guys. I know mm-hmm. it's crazy. So a little backstory: the reason we know Alex is actually. On my travels to Thailand, I get a text message from our good buddy, um, Michael Jordan, the founder of Unreal, which the I think... The Michael Jordan. The Michael Jordan. The. The Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Michael E. Jordan. <laughs> this is a big time for Michael Jordan, actually, the, with the MJ yeah. documentary coming out and everything. Yeah. This is tough. Big buzzword, <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan. Huge, <laughs> huge buzzword. But he texts, uh, I think he WhatsApped us, right? Yeah. I think we decided on that. He was smart that. for that. Yeah, super savvy, knowing like international travel, WhatsApp's the way to go. But he puts Alex and I in a WhatsApp together and says, hey, you two idiots are in Thailand together. You should collaborate. And we never actually did collaborate uh, because I was only there for like a couple weeks. And you were there for like three months. And who knows where I was at that point. Right. I, yeah, I could have been anywhere in Thailand. Yeah, so what brought you to your travels or i guess oh, what's gosh. give us a little intro i guess because okay. we're also meeting you for the first time which i yeah. find thrilling so um michael jordan was my boss for um two and a half years i think and so that's how i know him okay. um we went to college together and i was working for him and then after a couple years i decided that i wanted to kind of take off and do my own thing with my photography um and once i started my own business i um kind of started planting the seeds mentally to just dip out because i knew i was my own boss and i could make my own rules um but i've always wanted to travel and i always regretted not studying abroad in college um i've never done a solo trip i've done them in the states but hardly maybe a weekend um I've never actually been that far out of the country. The furthest I've been is Belize, um, and that was with the group. Um, so I kind of just, I don't know, I started to reach this point in life where I was, like, ready to go. I knew I was, and I just had no idea. I was telling you guys, I had no idea where I wanted to go. There wasn't, like, a definite purpose for going to Thailand, um, but I just knew I wanted to get out. just And not really, like, to run away from anything. But just to experience new things. Um, And after, I think it was a year and a half working for myself, um, I kind of understood that winter in Minnesota is kind of like an off-season for photographers. Not necessarily, but um, can be if you allow it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
I just kind of I I kept seeing all these signs. I'm a big numbers person. I kept seeing all these signs for 11 in November, and I was like, okay, this winter is going to happen. And then Ooh, we needed to understand <laughs> what these numbers mean. This is crucial. I'm I'm a big like angel numbers person. So when angel you see numbers. triples like one 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 or license plates, um, is a huge thing that me and my friends are always sending pictures. Um, of to each other but specifically ones or any number any number triples okay. yeah okay. just triples mm-hmm. um and then once you get a little more into it then you can i don't know start start seeing patterns with not just triples but like random numbers like 420 or whatever right. <laughs> is, yeah is there is there a significance to the three numbers 420 <laughs> you know it was a special day a couple days ago mm-hmm. um yep. we got to celebrate yeah yeah yeah, we're, we got to celebrate. Exactly. <laughs> and today's Earth Day. Yeah. We're recording on Earth Day. Yeah, it's perfect. Granted, we're inside. We should have just did an outdoor podcast in oh, the middle of nowhere. Day. That would have been smart. Yeah. Wow, we'll we get around have. to that, though. Mm-hmm. We're doing one of those soon, actually. Yeah. There's a guy. Honestly, every day is Earth Day, you guys. Let's Can go. Just, just for the record, yes. every day is Earth Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great point. Earth, yeah, Earth deserves that credit. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it, I saw a tweet today. Is Earth Day earth's birthday because if so that's wild yeah and, and this is the fi- it's the 50th earth day so it's a young earth the 50th <laughs> yeah it's like the official uh 50th official earth day day of to celebrate earth, earth. yeah See, that's we've only done it for too. 50 years what it's like who decided today out of all days right <laughs> i think that's ridiculous that we've only been spending 50 years appreciating earth day right yeah and just suck especially right now i mean i think earth is like you guys yeah <laughs> hello hello <laughs> do you think i'm here yeah do you think i'm like important whole... <laughs> i'm very important please come play with me but do you think like the corona stuff is hurting the earth right now like or helping it helping it helping it I, but i think i don't know i i think that this the the corona stuff is i mean there's a lot of conspiracies but i believe it's like you know, it's kind of like a sign from the earth. I feel like it's a message from the earth. Like, I don't know. It's time to appreciate. And it makes sense because of what we're seeing happening with the earth now that this is happening to humans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, earth is starting to just flourish. Yeah. You know? Like the canals in, um, is yeah. that, was that Venice? Yeah. Um, just mm-hmm. has has life in it for the first time yeah. in, like, 150 years. And all the pictures that you see of, like, the, the pollution um, from, like, uh, landscape shots and stuff yeah mm-hmm. from like outer space it's noticeable that oh i haven't seen those. that there's not as much air pollution in like heavy like china and in uh mexico city like where there's typically like massive gross populate uh, right. po- yeah pollution yeah struggling for the word yeah dude that's crazy i didn't re- six weeks six weeks and that's how much impact we can make it's mm-hmm. insane and who knows how long this is actually gonna go for but i can yeah. only imagine like i don't know i guess We'll just see how long people can last. You know, I feel like people are like half the population, maybe even more, wants to follow the rules right now. But mm-hmm. um, rules, I don't know. But how long is that really going to last? Yeah. Like, yeah. how long can you keep me from like going and especially when they're doing like friends. two weeks at a time? Like, OK, two more weeks of staying inside. OK, two more weeks of staying inside. Right. Eventually, people are just going to be like, OK, this is a joke. <laughs> right. Well, and as, especially with like the 
the serious severity of it kind of alleviating like not as many people are in the hospitals that were trying right. to flatten the curve a little bit more so so mm-hmm. on and so forth yeah well what we're doing is working but then at the same time it's like oh it's working so let's just go back to normal yeah. oh wait well that's make it stop yeah. working probably but to what extent we don't know yeah how far can we push these boundaries yeah Definitely. but i guess working as like you knowing that you work by yourself mm-hmm. or work for yourself um yeah does i mean does the does the idea of like more people just working remotely now like that kind of like hop on the bandwagon right like yeah. we've been doing this for a while yeah i guess um i yeah i mean i i just thought of literally my dad who has been working for himself in his upstairs of his own house for like decades and i'm like i've always wondered like how do you do that but he's probably just fine right now with the whole quarantine thing right it hasn't um, nothing's changed for him nothing nothing at all has changed mm-hmm. actually he's been kind of avoiding even seeing me since i got back from my trip but <laughs> i mean it makes sense right? yeah. i know i'm like okay i guess i was in like four airports in a matter of two days right <laughs> so okay so going back to like when did you leave specifically for this trip new year's eve new year's eve mm-hmm. that's awesome well i left i left in minnesota new year's eve mm-hmm. and i went to la for for new year's eve i have a couple of friends there um and that's where i was flying out of so i just made a couple day trip in la before i left um because mm-hmm. for me this wasn't so much of like a vacation um i actually moved out the night before new year's eve like i packed up all my things and one of my friends helped me just bring it all to a spare bedroom um and i was planning on literally just leaving everything i was like I don't need to take anything with me. I just have my backpack. That's all I need. I didn't want to come back to my apartment. I knew I wanted to change there too. Um, so for me, I was like, okay, going to LA for a couple of days will be a nice kind of transition for me. Um, just to get out of Minnesota, but not necessarily completely out of my comfort zone yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then I left. So you closed the door on as many things as you could before <laughs> much, leaving. Yeah. yeah. What, I did. Like, wh- why did you go with that? Like, what was the reasoning between, between <laughs> behind going that extreme? I mean, that's in, it is pretty extreme. Um, it was just all these things. I wanted all these things to change, and I started to just see them. Like, I kept they all kept piling on top of each other. I was like, okay, I want to move out. Mm-hmm. I need to move out of this apartment. Um, I need to change. I loved my studio, loved my neighborhood. I was right by Loring Park, um, but. I knew I needed to change there. Um, I knew I wanted kind of just like this self-discovery trip. Um, I've always loved photography, but I kind of wanted to just try something different um, or like a different approach with it, I guess. Um, I, you know, I just, I just saw it all happening at the same time. And I was like, why not just go all out and check everything off the list i i mean and it worked out because i can't imagine being in my apartment right now you know Mm -hmm. i also didn't know when i was going to come back so i mean i knew i had about three to four months um set out because i had to be back for a wedding in may but um i didn't have a plan so it was hard for me to plan it, it didn't make sense for me to like keep things here in order i kind of just wanted to put everything up in the air for the universe to just be like 
let's just reconstruct your whole life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's figure it out as it's happening. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of just wanted to give myself that opportunity, you know, I just, I've never done it. So yeah, yeah. that's, I mean, I think that's the healthiest way to go about it. If you really want to experience it, like with the moment, Yeah. you can't have the, the constraints from things yeah. back here with mm-hmm. like paying rent or exactly. like random ex- uh, uh, electric bills or stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wild. So mm-hmm. what, like probably for some people listening, they're like, wow, like a woman going on a trip by herself like yeah. that's kind of unheard of yeah um like did my your parent, were your parents like <laughs> super scared for you or i mean was Honestly, there any concern on your end my mom has always known that i was coming okay. um nice. she she i mean i don't want to say she approved because i'd never really asked i just was like this is what I'm doing now, it's like the, this. When is... you're in your 20s, like right. we're done asking, you right? Know? <laughs> exactly. But she was like, that's why I was saying I don't know if she necessarily like, yeah, she didn't really approve, but she was like, I know this is what you really want, so let me just help you, and that like that meant so much to me because I thought I was gonna get the whole like cold shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. What the heck? Why? Um, which was kind of um, my dad's response. But granted, I told my dad like a week before I left, so right. nothing you could do at that point. Yeah. Um, but I told my mom after I booked the ticket too, cause I was like, yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> this I'm is... telling, not asking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the main thing that I kept thinking I had to prepare for. Like I was watching all these YouTube videos on female solo travel. Um, and then once I knew I was going to Thailand, which was only a few weeks before I left, um, I, I was like, solo travel female solo travel in thailand like trying to really just learn all these things just to make sure that i had some kind of knowledge of what i was getting myself into mm-hmm. um but looking back nothing that i watched really did anything for me <laughs> well besides preparing may- maybe may- give you this false sense of comfortability or yeah, confidence going exactly. into Thailand. yeah right which yeah and then by the time you got there you're saying it just all fell to the wayside well because everything is like you don't know until you just do it like you really have no idea what you're getting yourself into until it's right in front of you and I mean going back a little bit I I only had my first three nights booked in Bangkok so I knew I was flying from LA to Bangkok um, and I had a hostel for three nights and then that was literally all that I knew and I knew, I mean, in my head, I was like, I'm going to be here for at least a month. My, one of my friends was like, I think you'll be there for one month. <laughs> I think you got this one month that ended up being almost three, um, which is what I was hoping for. So yeah, I, I pushed myself, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, even the fact that my first flight, I thought it was six hours half an hour into my flight i'm sitting there and i'm like looking at the little thing of like the flight tracking. yeah and i was like wait and i'm in a middle seat right and like side note i've like i've been battling my anxiety for so long right and especially sitting in a little like middle seat in an airplane going somewhere i've never been in my life i was like three nights booked with three nights booked and Mm -hmm. no one that i know around me i was like oh my gosh I thought this flight was six hours and it's actually 16 hours. So I was, I was like, okay, I was not prepared for this. (laughs) I didn't didn't know how long your flight was. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Did you just like look at the time change of like, 
Oh yeah, it's I the just twelve the hour disc difference. Like, so yeah, it's six. <laughs> yeah, clearly I'm a beginner here. I like mm-hmm. didn't even do the time zone difference. I was just like six hours. Or okay. even just like a geography check might signal something different there too. <laughs> like okay, it takes six hours to fl- fly across the United States, and we're, <laughs> and we're going up and over the globe. You guys, I really Look, yeah, I, I, it sounds dumb. It sounds dumb. I know. Let me take a drink to that. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're sitting there in your in your seat. And you're like, oh fuck, I only got ten more hours than I thought yeah. originally. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like all my friends that know that I'm gonna text them in six hours. Now they're not gonna get a text from me in six hours and whatever. But did you sleep on the plane at least? I suck at sleeping on planes. Mm. If I if I can get like a whole row to myself and just lay down, then I can fall asleep. But I can't. There's no way. Like. You can't sleep sitting no, up. No, and then especially when there's people next to you, it's like, how do yeah, I, like... Yeah, little seats. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Dang, so three days in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. That was the start. That's crazy. So what was, um, what were kind of like the feelings, what were the thoughts going through your head in those first couple of days, like with knowing that you didn't really have an agenda or what you, a knowledge of what you wanted to do? I was... I was so, I was just so open. I was so open to like meeting people. Um, and that was part of the reason why I only booked three days because I wanted to just be open to what was going to happen next. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I hate having plans. I'm not good at plans. They, that's good yeah. in this situation. Right. In this sure. situation. Yeah. Um, but I was, yeah, I was just super open. I, and I just remember kind of walking around like so naive, like, but also just really excited. I was very, I was just like the first couple of days of that high of like, I'm in a new place. Like Bangkok is super vibrant. There's so many colors, so much going on. And I wanted to kind of just take in all of that. So um, I just remember like even just the drive to my hostel with the guy in the car, but sitting on the other side of the car driving and he doesn't speak English. And I'm just like, this is so cool that we can't even like communicate, but it's working <laughs> right? just like through a smile you know yeah exactly um I wasn't nervous at this point I was like very just like happy to be there I was like yes I made it you know I was just ready mm-hmm. um but it looking back that was definitely like the first that was like almost like the honeymoon phase of my trip is oh, yeah. how it felt mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah how'd you go about meeting people to begin with uh was it just kind of like talking with people in your hostel or were you trying to meet people that lived in Bangkok and or indigenous i would have loved to meet people from there mm-hmm. um but the first person that i met was actually my um my bunk buddy um next to me um and he we ended up just his name's brendan he's from australia hi brendan um he um we just did everything together for the next couple of days. Somehow we just clicked. So the first person that I met, I was like, yo, show me. You've been here for like five hours. I've only been here for a couple hours. And he was actually <laughs> he was actually only there for the three days that I was there. So or that I or that I ended up being there, I guess. So I mm-hmm. left the same day that he left. So it just completely worked out. Um But yeah, I met people just kind of along the way. Um most people I met in hostels, I would say. Um, otherwise, I was that person that at restaurants, I would try to, like, become friends with the person sitting next to me or, like, the server or someone at the counter. I would try so hard because I just wanted to be, like, 
you're from here let's be friends like show me something that like someone from america like can't you know can't access right um but that didn't really happen until i don't know later along my trip sure the easiest way to meet people is through hostels right Right. because everyone's on the same page you know everyone's traveling for some reason from a different place and wants to experience new things so were there other solo travelers um that were doing something similar that you you were um you know looking back i really feel like i was kind of an oddball because i met people that were there for a purpose like i met a lot of um yoga instructors or people who were going to like yoga teacher training or um they had plans or they were like on holiday at their from their university um and um only had like a couple weeks planned out uh where and then i also met people who were just completely like i left home three years ago i have no plans of going home i'm just you know i'm here for now maybe tomorrow i'll go somewhere else and then there was me that was like kind of somewhere in the middle of like i have i only have this long um but i also have no plans and i'm not tied down to anything anywhere so yeah yeah what was the next move what was the next move? Um, Pi. I went to, yeah, I went to Pi up north. Have, did, have you heard of it? Did you go there? No. <gasps> Still in Thailand. Yeah. Okay. Pi Thai? Yeah. I was in Thailand for two months. Two wow. whole months. Um, and then India for a month, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, there's so much to get into. I'm going to try to like condense it. Um, <laughs> Just navigate. Yeah. yeah. Speak away. Yeah. Okay, we're we're so here to listen. We're engage. here to listen and yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll guide you. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Thank you. So this is what's awesome. Um the week the week that I left Minnesota, I was in an Uber um cuz at this point I also haven't had a car. When I left I ha- didn't have a car for a year, so I also didn't have that holding me down anywhere. I really was just like me and my backpack. Anyways, um I was in an Uber and the driver was like oh this is as soon as we pulled up to my apartment we were driving for like 20 minutes and as soon as we pull up he was like oh this is a cute apartment I was like yeah I'm only here for a couple more days like thanks whatever and he was like oh where are you headed I told him I was going to Thailand and he and he just went on to tell me how his daughter who's around our age um went to Thailand and ended up staying for like so much longer than she anticipated because she loved this town called Pai so much so I was like, okay, pie, write it down. Write it down. He was like super hippie. It's like a super hippie town. Um, it's like kind of a touristy place, but also just like super authentic and real and so much fun. Like you'll love it. I was like, okay. So would you say pretty heavily populated? Yeah. Okay. Compared um, to the other, like compared well, to like villages and cities. Cause I know that there's a big variation okay, yeah, between the two. Yeah. That's yeah. There's a huge difference. This is not a city. It was <clears> definitely more of like a village. Okay. Um, but it was super widespread. It reminded me so much of Minnesota summers, just like the vibe of, you know, going hiking or like maybe finding a waterfall somewhere. Um, I found so many waterfalls there and Pai is right in the mountains at the very top of Thailand. So um, that was, yeah, basically my plan once I decided Pai, I was like, okay, I'll start north and kind of work my way down because mm-hmm. Thailand, there's the mainland and then there's islands all over too. Yep. So um started north um in Pai and ended up staying there for a couple weeks and just from kind of talking with people and meeting people and um 
it that's still probably top two favorite places damn yeah that's sick but there's nothing like it like most people go to thailand to go to the beaches and the islands and to yeah, get like that crabby and all right, that south area right but pie is something that's more unheard of i think um but yeah i met so many awesome people i'm still i ended up reconnecting um with a girl from california that i met there we later like a month and a half later met um in um, another island south thailand so it was kind of like i don't know it was just fun everything was word of mouth at that point like hey i'm going here tomorrow or i'm going here this weekend and and i would decide whether or not i wanted to go with them or they would just kind of spark the idea for the next place for me to go but pi was the whole pi was a new uh that like showed me what thailand kind of had to offer i think the food the um the night market scene. Oh, yeah. Um, Thailand is known for night markets. Pretty much everywhere I went in Thailand, they all had, like, their special night market. So, yeah. Which is really fun. Did yeah. you go to the night market that has the train that goes through the middle of the, ni- yeah. of the market? I did. Where was that? That was in it's Bangkok. A little, yeah, it's a little bit outside of Bangkok. Yeah, I did. Yep. That was one thing that we went to. It wasn't a night. It wasn't during the night, though. It was during the day. Uh, yeah. yeah it, it was the like, train comes through during the day. Yeah. we. It, that was one of those like package deal things that me and my friend bought. And we were like, yeah, that was one of the stops that we stopped at. Yeah. It was really cool. Very Cause cool. Because you're literally like, there's like this. It's like only enough room for the train to get through. So you have this much space to like kind of navigate yeah Yeah. it's kind of (laughs) sketchy like it's on a railroad this night market around a bunch of buildings and stuff and they just line up everybody just packs this railroad full of everything like night market stuff Mm -hmm. which is you know food um, fake Yeezys fake Yeezys you know I got I got myself a pair of fake Yeezys I'm kind of upset that I didn't so it's okay yeah Yeah. no regrets on my end (laughs) those are my favorite (laughs) pair of shoes now hundred percent they're so nice it's so cool because that's how majority of people like have make their living there like you see Mm -hmm. people literally sitting and like cutting up fruit that they grew themselves like that is how i don't know that's how they're surviving so it's cool that we can kind of i don't know go and see those things but also kind of i don't know understand that you're helping them out like Mm -hmm. actually helping them out yeah right even if you're buying a a pair of a 30 dollar fake pair of yeezys and you're stoked that it's like 30 bucks well Mm -hmm. 900 baht to them is a ton of money exactly yeah the difference is like crazy yeah it's it's super nuts the money the whole money thing the whole money (laughs) thing's just insane but it's it's funny too because now looking back at the night markets and you know china has the same thing and that's that's where they think that and and i know there's all kinds of coronavirus conspiracies of where it was transferred from bat to human, but they were talking <laughs> oh, yeah. about, they were talking about how like in these night markets, I mean, there's just animals and things going on everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the sanitation of these night markets always in question. Thailand is like packed, packed with stray cats and stray dogs oh yeah there's like just as many cats and dogs as there are humans in that country it's crazy. <laughs> just wandering around what yeah. was kind of like your uh did you have like a routine even though you didn't necessarily have like a set plan every day and you were kind of going with the flow did you ever have like a, a solid routine that kind of kept you grounded mentally um yeah i think at, for me it was just 
nighttime, like whenever I, wherever I was sleeping, because I, I ended up, I think I counted like 22 or something different places that I slept in wow. the two months. Um, it was constant change throughout the day and I was just going and going, going throughout the day. I was doing so much, just checking all these things off. But whenever I went to sleep, that was kind of like my time to be like, okay, wherever I am, this is where I am. I'm with myself right now. Mm -hmm. And that was like, I could like mentally kind of just like do, you know, some breath work or, um, I, I would listen to, um, the, like the frequency sounds to go to sleep or, um, I would kind of, you know, I really attempted to journal. That was like, that was my plan. I think that's everyone's plan when they, I mean, not even just traveling, everyone wants to journal, but I was so bad at journaling and I feel so bad because my friend got me this journal and I used it like three times. Yeah. I did a lot of voice recordings as Sweet. journaling. No way. Yeah. I noticed you're big into voice recordings. You like sent me a voice <laughs> recording today out of nowhere and I was like. I haven't received one of these ever. <laughs> yeah, it's like I always find an excuse for it, but really I think I just like doing it. I don't know. You definitely just like doing it because yeah. <laughs> what you said, you you typed out a message to me and then responded right sh shortly thereafter with the voice message and the voice message was like, "Haha, so excited." <laughs> or like no, something. No, I know what it was. It was I hope tequila doesn't make me sound crazy. That's mm. right. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and I said tequila is great for podcasting. Yeah. It, it almost always is. It's kill shot. Right. Yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Do I send but, one back now? <laughs> right. I know it always, it always leaves people stuck, but um, that's how some of my friends just talk. And especially now my friends that don't know how to read or write English, mm. we only talk through voice because they can oh. hear me and they can speak, but they don't know what I'm typing. Sure. So that's kind of cool too. But. That is really cool. Out of those 22 days that you slept in a new place. Mm-hmm. Were those all beds or were there times when you weren't sleeping? That doesn't include the times that I slept on the beach and in the overnight trains. So in total, it's probably like 30 different places. But, okay. um, What's it like sleeping on the beach? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Me and my friend um, from California, when we reconnected on an island, we um, we really wanted to go to the side of the island and it was in uh, Copenhagen. Have you heard of it? Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, that was my number one place All in right. Thailand. You heard it here, right. folks. Yeah. Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Please explain. Yeah, um, it's just a beautiful island. There's so much to it. That's also where the full moon party is. Mm. But what's well, a full moon party? Oh gosh, that was like I didn't know what it was before I left. But when All I right, got so I'm there, I'm not in the wrong. For no, not knowing. no. Okay. But that's like what majority of people go to. Like, anyone that's going there for vacation or party, they like to go to this full moon party. It just doesn't make sense to me. But it is, like, a whole entire island thing where they shut down this huge beach and it's just, like, a huge rager of... Community gathering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Community gathering. That's exactly what it was. It's a block party. It's, yeah. a, it's a total block party. I swear I was the only, because at this point I had stopped drinking, um, it it was the only, I, I swear I was the only sober person on the entire, the entire island, like the entire wow. section that I was Minority. At. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. It was a lot of pressure, but I did it. <laughs> Wait, so um, did you not drink on the whole trip or what was like the... No. Um, 
yeah, I'm now realizing that all these stories are going to kind of like take us all over the timeline, but that's okay. No, no, no. That's, that's, I, I like this. Okay. This good, is good. Good. Um, I decided to stop drinking a month. It was a whole month into my trip. Um, I had lost, I shouldn't say lost. My, my fanny pack was stolen with my, uh, my phone and my credit and my debit card and my, you know, my ID. I didn't have my passport in there, thank God. But um, any form of money, um, I had cash saved somewhere else. So that was good too. But any, any way for me to take money out was gone. Um, my phone was gone. And all of this happened because I was um, at this little party thing and I was drinking that night and me and some of my friends decided to go skinny dipping and I left my things on the beach and <laughs> in the middle of the night, next thing you know, they're just gone. So, oh, yeah. So that kind of dude. just redirected my mentality of like, okay, this is not what I'm here for. Cause this, again, this was a month into my trip and I didn't go to party. I didn't go to kind of lose my mind and lose my things. Um, my, my goal was to experience things and really just like dive deep within myself and, um, you know, challenge myself in different ways. And so this was kind of a challenge that I saw. I was like, you know what? Not, not so much like a consequence, but just like, um, just a new challenge of like, let's, let's just take a turn. And instead of like going the long route to this destination that you want so badly, let's just, life was like, we're just going to take a shortcut and like, take we're going right to pivot. There. Right. <laughs> so that switched things up for me. Dang, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. that's like, that's, that's got to be. You're t- you said you mentioned earlier how you deal with anxiety. That's got to be a high anxiety moment yeah. when you kind of lose everything important from the sense of like monetary transaction communication. Like that's gone. Yeah, thankfully I had my laptop, so I was mm-hmm. able to communicate through, you know, Facebook and whatever through whatever I could on my laptop. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah needless to say i spent the entire next day like literally hunting down my things like because on find my iphone i could see where the last location was yeah oh yeah and i went and i like i i was literally like you know i i felt like i was on a mission i was asking people like have you seen or i didn't even go into it like that i was like how much for my fanny pack i was (laughs) 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 i was like I was like, how much to buy my, like, to buy my things back? Like, I was just asking people that, and they'd be like, what? I was kind of, like, expecting a reaction from someone. Because in my head, the last location, it was on this really small beach where one person lived. And I was like, it's got to be this person, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. He ended up being, like, the sweetest person ever. And he was like, oh, no. Like, he was the one that told me that locals will hang out in the woods and watch people go into the water at night and... He Aww. like he completely helped me through it. So then I was like, "All right, that just failed." But at that point, I just accepted that um, I was just gonna have to move on, I guess. But yeah, to pivot. To pivot. How about uh, what was it like? Um, wait, what was my question? Oh, uh, like not having a phone. How long? How long did you not have a phone for? So at this. Oh wait, point- actually, my real question, in addition to that one, was fanny pack or crossbody. Fanny pack. Okay. Do you know what a crossbody is, right? Yeah, the one that like goes across like this. Yeah. So you did not wear a crossbody. No, I always I was like old school fanny pack. Okay. Like, I went yeah. crossbody. I think I don't know, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like men wear 
the crossbar. Men wear crossbar. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm getting shit on it by because ever yeah. since I came back. But it's crucial for traveling, especially so when crucial. you have so many bags and like you just you don't want to put anything in your pocket, so you're just like right yeah. here. Here's my phone. Here's whatever. Like exactly. You don't mm-hmm. have to hold anything. It's yeah. Crucial. Yeah, like we we are the back pocket, but we <laughs> pretty much always tell people never to put anything in your back pocket. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you travel. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Just <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I will agree mecca. with that. Yeah, well, yeah, and and that's that's to show everybody else, you know, we're for the people, you know, we're 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 not trying to just over promote our brand that's unsafe and gonna get your phone stolen, right? Dude, we're for the people. Um, yeah. But anyways, okay. So what was it, how long did you not have your phone for? Um, I did not have a phone for about a week, I think. Oh, um, that's not bad. No, I well, because I ended up buying one there. Uh, mm. r- super, it was like a six iPhone six, probably not even a real Apple iPhone, but <laughs> <laughs> the the fake version of an iPhone. Honestly, it probably was because it was. I can't it was, even it imagine. Was terrible, and especially me, a photographer who's like trying to snap everything and capture everything and do all this stuff on my phone. It was just I had to give myself that, like, okay, you know what, you deserve this. You deserve this time to just be away from your phone for a little bit. But, um, I. Yeah, I didn't have I had to get a new phone and I bought a little cheap one there that was temporary, but my best friend from here um had plans to come visit me for a week over her birthday. So, I took that as an opportunity to mail to her cuz she's she lives in Colorado. Um oh, hell yeah. my new, right? I'm from Colorado, that's why. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Um yeah, I love Colorado. Anyways, um I sent her a new phone to bring me and the new debit card and all of that. So I was like, okay, wow. I have one month. Cause I think it was a month or so before she was getting there. I was like, I have one month to, you know, make the money that I have work and be with this shitty phone. And no, I mean, no form of, I guess I had my passport, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Looking back, it was all fine. But in the moment it definitely was like that anxiety of like, okay, damn. This is, I, I, I remember being like, I needed this experience. Of course, I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to wish this on anyone or manifest this for anybody, but I feel like you have to, anyone that's doing a long-term travel like that, I think has to experience something, some kind of downfall of like just redirection, right. I guess. Some hardship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Some strife. I learned the most from that time, you know? exactly so no that's awesome yeah so this full moon party that you were sober at you were the only sober person (laughs) on the island and i think you know that's life's version and the universe telling you like hey like this is this is worth the pivot you know yeah it was that's super cool yeah because the party i mean it's honestly it just reminded me so much of like the college party after you're done partying in college where you go and you're oh, where you like, show back up? You're, yeah, you're just like, oh, like this would be so fun if I was 20 again. But, um, I mean, at this point, I'm 25, almost 26, mm-hmm. and I just was like, this is not what I'm here for, you know. And that's where I just had to kind of, you know, not judge anyone or feel like, um, anything was right or wrong. I was just like, I'm just on a different journey. I'm on a different my my travel plans are different than yours, and that's fine. Like I was. I'm I'm fun sober, so I had a good time. I was there Absolutely. to support everyone else's rage. <laughs> there you go. Wait, so what made that island so fun? What was it called again? Just Copenhagen. Copenhagen. What was so great yeah. about this island? Um. So that 
the full moon party is just like one side of the island. Okay. Um, the other side is completely different. It felt like a whole new island. Um, there's a beach called Zen Beach. Um, it's once you're on this island, you you will hear about this beach because it's just amazing. Um, at night, it's kind of the whole you know people. There's people drumming and everyone's just on the beach as the sun is setting, dancing and. I'm sure everyone's like high on something, but um, um, I don't know that it was just like such good vibes. Just really everyone was just like loving each other and just like super like hippie feel, I guess. Mm -hmm. But there's people from all over the world that go and just hang out in this collective space. And um, that was where I think I met the most just like pure, genuine people who just, you know, were there to just experience a new part of life and just like appreciate what Thailand had to offer versus like throwing trash on the beach and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You talked a lot about like uh, being a part of a journey and like, yeah. this is my own specific path. Let's mm -hmm. not judge another person's yeah. path. Right. Has that, was that like a common theme that you were playing around with or like actually like um, practicing prior to this adventure or this, um, this yeah, experience? Definitely a hundred percent. I think, I think that was, you know, kind of something that pushed me to do what to even go on my trip is realizing like, hey, this is my journey and it's completely different from someone who's comfortable working a nine to five, which completely works for some people. But for me, it just doesn't. And I just I think as you begin to understand yourself more, you begin to just accept you begin to accept yourself and accept other people who are staying true to themselves too, I guess. Right. Because um, you're almost like supporting their journey too. Exactly. And it's like we we like met and it's so awesome that like our journeys cross paths, but it just, it was exciting, I guess. Um, I never even really had to tell myself not to judge. I don't think, I think that just comes naturally for me now, but it was, it was just kind of that, like, I want to get to know you, even though you're here for a completely different reason and you're from a completely different part of the world. I just want to know about you, like what what makes you you. I obviously met you for a reason. Like, what can I teach you? What can you teach me? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I love <laughs> no, and that's like the best thing about it, right? Like when you can practice that and actually put uh -huh. that into place, the fulfillment that like you get internally is just through the roof. Like, there's no better Definitely. reward than watching someone else like take their journey and you and like seeing them win or seeing yeah. them like do something. Uh, enjoyable and yeah. you're just along with it and maybe help that experience or just witness that experience and then you get to do something dope yourself yeah exactly and that was that was a, a part I mean a huge part of my intention of traveling I wanted to just meet people and I knew I was going to meet people from all over the world um Thailand is a very popular place for people to travel um I met people from literally all over the world and now I have friends from all over the world and it's so cool to just be like our paths crossed at one point and you know, the number one lesson I learned, I I learned in the, the first three days of my travel when I had to say goodbye to my first friend and leave Bangkok, the first place that I was staying, I was like, okay, non-attachment. Like, I cannot be attached to anything on this trip. I can't be attached to you that I meet because you might be gone tomorrow and we might only have a few hours together. Um I can't be attached to a place because I'm constantly moving. I can't be attached to literally anything while I'm doing this because I have to be open to anything that's going to flood in, you know? 
And if mm-hmm. I'm not, if I'm attached to something, it's like I'm I'm over here like closed, holding instead of just like being open to letting it. Mm-hmm. And it even um, came to the extent of being attached, like phone and and wallet. Yes. Like you, that yes. attachment left. <laughs> yeah. Guys, you were detached. <laughs> it's insane that I. It, all this is just it makes me laugh because I'm just like, I thought I already learned this. Mm-hmm. I thought this like whole non-attachment thing, but whatever. I guess I had to learn a little harder. <laughs> well, yeah, there's so many layers to it, and it's mm-hmm. it's never easy. Right. Absolutely. The uh, I just think it's so cool how like when you do travel like this, you just there's this forced mindset of like you have to be present because you just yes. never know. Yes. And I always let I, what I always did with anybody that I met uh, on my trip in Thailand because you're right, there are just there are just a hodgepodge of people that you will meet. <laughs> Especially, I can't even imagine three months, two weeks alone for me it was nuts. Um. But I always finished like if I was just on a boat with someone for 20 minutes and we hit it off and he adds me on Instagram or something mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. the goodbye words were always like, see you soon. That's my favorite thing to say. And even before I left, I was always that's that's how I say goodbye to people. Just see you soon because goodbye is just so like, ugh, that's just sad. But <laughs> it's got like a negative connotation. Yeah. To it. Even if I don't ever see you again, like. I'll see you, like I obviously saw you once. Maybe I'll see you in another life. Whatever. I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see you soon, dude. I was just drinking this whole thing with a f- the the plastic <laughs> cap in the drink. Oh, bummer, dude. Had no Such idea. a bummer, dude. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I totally derailed it, but I That's yeah. Funny. I just really I do think that there is like something to be said about that active, active like just kind of present mindfulness. 100%. We just don't do it enough. And that's, that's, I mean, that was another huge lesson for me is just presence and not, and, and I mean, being present, meaning like not holding on to the past, anything from the past, and also not holding on to anything that might happen in the future, like not holding on to the idea of something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that That was huge for me. And I think that lesson really came when I, um, on Copenhagen, this island, um, that I was on for a few weeks, I spent most of my, most of my time in Thailand I spent there. Um, I came across this like walking meditation thing and I signed up for it. It was this free walking meditation and a lot of people will go there to, um, do meditation retreats that are like five days a week, whatever, where you like go to a specific place and just meditate all day long. But this one, was like four hours a day we just walk um you just like basically pace back and forth like the distance from here to there and you're just pacing back and forth 10 yards with yeah with people next to you um for four hours a day straight with i mean barefoot no phones like just underneath this like beautiful shala in the middle of the jungle like with no idea of time besides all of us like kept Later, we would talk and be like, did you see the sun start to go down? Like, that was, like, how we tried to, like, calculate what time it was. Whoa. Which sounds crazy because it's only four hours of the day. But four hours, that that's, that's four hours that nobody ever gives themselves to just, like, be present, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and that was the whole thing. This, this monk was like, everyone, like, is so busy all the time. They just want to find peace. And they just want peace and quiet and to be present and just be by themselves. But once we're given the opportunity to be present with ourselves, just by ourselves, it's nearly impossible to just be that and just do that. Like people were like taking breaks. People were like, my feet hurt. Like (laughs) there were so many things that were just like 
coming out during this practice i guess Mm -hmm. but that and actually that week i was gifted the book um the power of now which is all about the present moment and that book completely like i would recommend that book to absolutely anyone that's ready to just you know embark on the present moment journey because it was so good (laughs) i need that i need that book you oh my gosh i should have brought it i could have gifted it to you frick (laughs) we'll gift you a book are you reading any books right now um yeah i'm reading the next one oh or it's like it's not like a sequel but it's his next book called a new earth Mm. so okay that one's all i mean it's kind of cool to read right now earth day and everything but um and everything that's happening but um that one's just about like the ego and stuff but Yeah. yeah do you so are you actively now practicing this like mindfulness of being in the present yes um it you know i really feel like i hit such a beautiful space when i was there i was like at this peak of like and it didn't happen right away but it just like clicked one day like you know i'm so good just being just being here in the present moment like i've always Finally struck, hit like that moment yeah of comfort. i was just like i understand it now you know you just get it and once you know you can't unknow so good um, point yeah um so I think now, I mean, still knowing, it's just a matter of applying it to, like, this side of reality for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, really had to cope with, like, you know, um, that's, I felt like that was my reality, you know, being there for three months. And, I mean, after two months in Thailand, I spent a month in India. Being on that side of the world for three months and just having a, a crazy journey every single day. It felt like so much longer than three months, and I feel like I've created a reality there. So now that I'm back here, it's kind of, you know, I came back and I was like, this isn't my reality, and I was kind of fighting it, but it obviously is. And um, I think it's just a matter of, like, just practicing that mindfulness and that internal um, growth, just applying it to everything that's, like, in my external world on this side of the world, you know? Right. No, I I love that that like the word fighting in that in mm-hmm. that sense because a lot of times you do want to fight to get back to somewhere that yeah. you you were right yeah. and i think that has a, has a lot to do with like post travel depression or mm-hmm. like just wishing you were somewhere that you weren't um mm-hmm. wishing you were back you know on those islands or in krabi or wherever yeah and um i just think it's really cool because like the reality aspect is you know it's always going to be what's right in front of you exactly but also the reality is rooted in the past so much that you can implement it in what you're doing now right right and like you are right here because of everything that has ever happened you exactly know? so like all of that does matter but yeah it's like accepting I- accepting mm-hmm. exactly and i think the coolest part is when you like you're the only person that you know that's that's gone on this journey to right. this point right. you know it's it's unique to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and through those experiences, like now I feel like, and when I'm listening to the story, I'm like, you have a leg up now mm-hmm. because you were, because you consciously took the risk to, yeah. to jump and do something like it's that. It's things that I will never be able to teach anyone. Mm. It's something that you just have to experience on your own. I can definitely guide, like I would love to take my friends to somewhere in Thailand that I loved or India, whatever. But um, 
it's all things that I could never learn again either, you know? It's, like, it, they were whole just brand new experiences that, like, like, I don't know. You can only, you, you only, you only go through that one time. And yeah. now that you've gone through it, it's like, okay. Like, well, now you want to share it with people. Yeah. You want other people to go through those similar right. things. And that's what, you know, I was telling throughout my trip, I was telling so many of my friends and obviously people on Instagram and whatever, like I would love for everyone to experience these things. But I also know how unique a lot of the steps that I took were that, you know, I couldn't, there's, there's a lot of people that I know I don't want to say wouldn't be able to handle it, but just would never do it because it just doesn't work with like their nature. And, you know, even just as far as like the whole planning thing, I know a lot of people that love to plan and have a plan. And I yeah. was just like, literally next, the next hour, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> well, and that that's funny because, you know, some, someone who's listening may have turned it, turned off their, you know, turned it off off this podcast because like oh well i wanted to learn about thailand but i wanted to learn how to plan a trip to thailand you know right i could also share some of those things yeah I mean, no, I... no, i'm just kidding but <laughs> it, it's it is just funny like uh it's just also like rooted in your own personal experience but how much mm-hmm. you want to share that and like how mm-hmm. you th- it, it could be duplicated and it yeah. is hard from the travel aspect right because it's like you slept in 30 different spots yeah. you were in uh, two different countries you yeah. were all over the place doing mm-hmm. different things every day and there's a story for each one of those mm-hmm. um but like what would be one that you would tell that would like if if you had a friend that was like on the fence about going and you really freaking cared about him and you're like all right this the, is why you should this go. this is why you should go oh my gosh oh i don't know if i can even come up with a specific story but it <sighs> I mean, maybe I could go back to the whole sleeping on the beach thing. That was like something that you could never do here, which is probably what I would tell someone. Think about all the things that you can do there that you would never have the opportunity of doing here. Mm. Like, yes, you can sleep on the beach here. Like, I know there's, especially in Hawaii, beach bombing is a thing. But like, it it's, there's so many things that are just not accessible here or like almost accepted. Um just that like just having that you know that free that free schedule and that free mind to just kind of go with the flow that people are not open to that in America to be honest once you go over there you realize like how uptight everything is here like mm-hmm. at this time on on this day this is what's this is exactly what's going to happen if it doesn't happen it's a problem whereas there it's just like they throw you on a bus and they're like you you just like hope that you get there in a matter of four hours, but it might take ten. You never know. <laughs> yeah, the 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 place I saw that most evident was in the service industry. Mm. Like in Thailand, if you go out to eat lunch, um, you know the the server will come up the first time, ask what you want for to drink, and then they just like won't come back for like twenty five minutes. Yeah, and as an American who's like you know yeah bend an applebee's a few times like you you know the rigmarole of yeah. like how this should be going yeah um yeah so that's like one of the first things i knew or i kind of picked up on and then even further i met a guy who in bangkok who runs uh he's an american guy from minnesota uh wow. didn't go to college just got into real estate right away and mm. then somehow made his way to bangkok and now he's a real estate agent in bangkok and runs wow. a runs a uh i met like one person from minnesota on my entire trip really 
most people were like, I, I had to pull up the United States to be like, this is where Minnesota is. Yeah. <laughs> How about telling them like, yeah, I live in a place where it snows and it gets below zero, yeah. about negative 20. Yeah. And you're like, and you're all sitting here like 60 degrees, never seen snow. Yeah. So yeah. interesting to be able to describe to someone who's never seen that. Whereas like I was there for three months and didn't even see a drop of rain the entire mm-hmm. time. It's like insane. Oh, yeah. it's nuts. But anyways, like this guy was Mm -hmm. trying to, his biggest pain point was hiring local Thai people Mm. and teaching them how to properly serve someone when they come to eat because they just, it's just not part of their culture to have to think in this, in this fashion, you know, like, okay, gave them their drinks. I should be on the lookout for when they're. Uh, when they put their menus down so I can go ask them what they want to eat, you yeah, know, exactly. this, that, and the other, like no one ever, that's not even thought about out there. Mm-hmm. So he's like trying to overcome like a cultural gap from that sense. That's really cool. Cause there is a huge difference. It's huge. And even just like the reaction that I would get from people when I would tell them, you know, I'm, I, when I'm, when I would say I'm from the United States, most people would, would be like, where and then i would say the united states of america and they'd say oh america like you're an american and then they'd be like wow because over here we're just so like yeah our country is a little bit crazy right now i mean always has been but it's we're really privileged over here especially Mm -hmm. just to know english as a first language like yeah i would meet people out there that you know, they would be like, what? You don't know another language? Like, who are you? Like, everyone knows how to speak English there. Almost everyone. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they're like, everyone from that side of the world is like, they grow up learning that they have to know English because that's just the universal language. And we're just so lucky to even just have that, like, naturally, you know. Yeah, we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, like, they, the that part of the country, especially Southeast Asia and Thailand specifically, like, that culture looks up to westerners like america like crazy they <sighs> they think we are the coolest people Literally ever. royalty yeah yeah it's that was i'm gonna be honest that was one reason why i enjoyed my couple weeks in india um i don't want to say so much more but i just loved india so much more for that reason because i felt like thailand was so geared towards westerners like it was so like this is what we're going to do for you as a tourist. Like we have this whole Mm. thing set up for you. Like I felt like the whole country was just set up for people to come and tour. And I feel like it was missing a lot of the like authentic piece of this is who we really are, I guess. Well, and you just got to find it, right? Right. It's there somewhere, but the first things you will most likely see are the things that are tailored. Yeah. And after two months of being there, it was like, yeah. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah. But India wasn't like that is what you're saying? No, um, there's so many bloody people there. Yeah, it's it, too hard to be a tourist country. <laughs> They're an economy. They got their own thing going on. Yeah, and I was only I was only in one little section of India, um, a province called Goa, and that's somewhere. If anyone's ever looking into going to India for the first time, I would highly recommend Goa. Because um, again, it's super easy to access and kind of get your way around. Uh, geography wise, where does it fall in South uh, India? Like Southwest. In... Okay. Yeah. I definitely I'm, be I know, curious like... in the northwest. Yeah. Near like the Himalayan mountains. That's where. And that's nice, where I... good oh. geography, Andrew. Yeah. Yes, that's where that was my plan. I really wanted to go there, uh-huh. um, but this whole 
COVID. Corona thing. Right. Things put a damper on it. Yeah. yeah. But you really enjoyed your time down in the I, southwest portion. I will be going back to India 100%. Let's I, go. I, I mean, as long as the world allows, I want to go back this winter. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I got a because I got a 12-month visa for there. So, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of just hoping that they it open the airports out. back up. But Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you're going to go back, like pretty this, soon this winter i really want to go back yeah dang let's jump go. on it use your visa i'm like i'm like oh i wish i could go back i did not want to leave india i loved it so so much it was just like uh, yeah and that was another thing i didn't plan on going to india until um a day before i had to leave thailand because of the whole uh 30 day visa thing in thailand right. you're allowed to renew it one time so that's how i ended up staying there for two months Gotcha. So I was able to go in the week that I lost my phone. I was like, okay, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to try to go to a different country right now. I'm just going to stay where I'm at, chill out. Um, I went and renewed my visa, so I was able to extend it for another 30 days. But then... Um, Is that process pretty straightforward? You just go yeah, to the UN? You, uh, uh-huh. Don't you just literally leave the country and then come back in? You can do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That They have, like, all over Thailand, there's, like, signs that say visa run. Like, people yeah. plan out to do visa runs to, like, just hop to another country and come back. Yeah, because what is it? Is Laos the one in northern? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then there's, like, Vietnam and uh, Malaysia that's south. And Yeah. Yeah. It's super funny that they would... Steve was telling me that when he was over there for a whole year... Him and his buddies would drive, like, go on uh, a bike riding trip and just go into Laos uh, through, like, the mountains. Yes. And then they would check back in, like, and they would do that, like, once a month just to constantly refresh. I literally met, I met a guy who has been traveling on his bicycle, on his bicycle, for four years. Motorized or? uh, No. Not motorized. A pedal bike. He's been traveling on his pedal bike for four years, starting in Spain. He's from Spain. And... The past four, this is his last year, and he's like, I'm, I'm hoping to end and make it back home, or he's ending in New Zealand. Um, oh my gosh! But he's been traveling like all over, like from country to country, just biking through borders. Like, whereas we're like, how, how do we, how is that even possible here? But I guess right. someone could pedal bike from California to New York if they really wanted to. Right. No, they, they definitely could. I'm not, I'm not stopping them. Yeah. There's, a, we know, we. We've had a couple of people on this podcast now, actually, who've biked around like the perimeter of the United States. Or oh, I yeah. would love to meet them. That's so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Brochat brothers. They're they're crazy guys. We know another one of the Brochat brothers just got married. Just got engaged, dude. Engaged. engaged. God, I always blow that up, dude. So <laughs> funny. So this guy, the they're these twins. They're from what, like Woodbury or something. Mm-hmm. Twenty seven, twenty eight. One's one's named uh, Hiker Brochat, and the other one's named Biker Brochat. Biker Brochat. Biked around the entire country. Wait, that's their real names? No, <laughs> it's oh. the last it? names are the Brochats. The Brochats, and they're identical. I was like twins. hiker and biker. Those are, are their Instagram. Those are their Instagram parents. Names. <laughs> that's amazing. I was like, I that's actually pretty cool. It yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. But they they hiked the Pacific Crest Trail together uh, around this time last year. Uh, one oh, of them, cool. one of them had just gotten back from this bike trip, and came back home and was like, "I'm a new man. This is the coolest thing ever. Like, I heard about this PCT. We got to do this now." And then his brother was like, I missed out on the first time, so I'm definitely coming with you. So cool they have each other, too. Yeah, like absolutely. This guy literally, he lost his phone, too. I was like, how do you know where you're going? And he pulled out his necklace with a compass on it. And was like, I just go south. Like, what a life. Whereas here, we're like, 
when do I turn? <laughs> Tell me when I turn as you're driving, like trying right. to figure out where you're going. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we try not to do that. Andrew and I try and navigate Minneapolis. Like we don't know how to drive. We we have a decent idea now that we've been here for two years, but we still kind of suck at it. We still suck at it. Like whenever we're we're in the car together, we got a business meeting. And we got to go we're somewhere. Like, no phones. Let's yeah. try to figure this out. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> and, and I'm driving, and I always take a wrong turn. Yeah, <laughs> that's. That reminds me of being in Copenhagen and um, being with one of my girlfriends who, because most people there don't have service on their phones. I bought a SIM card, which just to know, it's like 11 US dollars a month, I think, mm-hmm. to have to buy a SIM card. So it it's really inexpensive, but it just kind of depends if you want to just use Wi-Fi or have full access, whatever. Um, but we we would try on our scooters like our little motorbikes, um, which is how you get around everywhere in oh, Thailand. Yeah. The scooters were great. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite things. It's the, the best. Scooters. I wish that we did that here. I'm like, I don't even want to buy a new car. I just want, right. I just want a scooter. I just want to, I just want to burn in the open roads on a moped. Like yep. I realized there's a, a ton of value in that. It's huge. Yeah. We, um, ended up, uh, renting a scooter together and I just, I was sitting on the back of the scooter and we, our plan was to travel around the whole island and this is how we ended up sleeping on the beaches. Um, we just, I had a map behind her just like, okay, I think, I think we're going to go this way. Like try, we like challenged ourselves to not use our phones for a while. So that was really fun. But that's how we ended up kind of going from beach to beach and we ended up sleeping on um, a different side of the island every night. And I think it was like five five or six nights or something that we ended up did you get your eight having... hours mm-hmm. no probably not, probably not. <laughs> was it like a comfy <laughs> sleep like it, it yeah. was doable yeah. you did it multiple times yeah i mean i i personally i mean even now i i love sleeping on the floor i i mean it was like it was fun because we slept right on the beach so it's like we would wake up to the waves mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of it's kind of it, it might sound nasty to some people but like our the our showers were the ocean like we just kind of went wow. full on like we left our big backpacks with the scooter rental place and just had a little bag with like our swimsuits and maybe one or two shirts and shorts and she had her same dress that she wore the entire week and <laughs> wow. we just we ended up calling it her her soggy dress and <laughs> no way (laughs) that's how we survived we just that's gnarly we yeah i don't know it was really awesome we we'd wake up to the ocean every day the natural oils because and that all happened because we we wanted to we were looking for a place to stay on this island and for whatever reason on this night there was absolutely nothing for us and you know we we walked around for like two hours and we were like you know instead of feeling defeated why don't we just make the choice to sleep on the beach Mm. instead of feeling like we have like we're being Mm. kicked out and we have to sleep on the beach tonight let's just make a thing out of it let's just do it yeah (laughs) let's just do it let's just do it Mm -hmm. i love that we woke up uh after the first night and there was a little note next to us that was like if you need a cold shower or if like you need like cold water or like a warm shower whatever um please come to this this bungalow like someone was genuinely concerned for us but it ended up we ended up just we only wanted to do it that that one night and then we ended up doing it for like five or six nights so you're like this isn't that bad of a, di- a gig you're i know like, it was awesome this. and the only reason why we stopped was because she was leaving the island we, right. i would have just kept going honestly like Dang. beach bumming is it's an kind experience of, it's kind yeah. of a real thing yeah 
That's a, that's amazing. Someone was like saw you in need and they were just like, <laughs> I need to help this person out because that's like all of Thailand. They do, like mm-hmm. I, we were saying earlier, they look up to us so much and it's kind of messed up because like in their culture, like a super super pale Thai person is thought of as like the very high in high regard. Yep. So like the more pale you are, the more money you probably have because uh, yep. you're not spending as much time outside working. Yep. Um. So I mean that the beauty product lines in Thailand are like skin bleach. It's all whitening. Yeah. Yeah. Every, like you everything. That's that. That was one thing that I took from the YouTube videos before I left. Like, don't buy any of their like mm-hmm. beauty products there because they all are like whitening or yeah. which is bleach. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're like super tan in mm-hmm. Thailand, that just tells everyone that you work outside every day mm-hmm. and that you know you're lower class. Um, mm-hmm. and because they see Americans as fat and white and mm-hmm. like they, that they look up to that yeah. type of person. It's mm-hmm. like a tan American coming in, like we value, right? Like yeah. we all want to be tan and yeah. we all want to be super fit. Yeah. But it's funny cause Thailand or Thai people look at us the complete opposite mm-hmm. of, of like holding it in high regard. Yeah. Right. Um, so like the people we were working with in the, in these villages, I mean, I'd be, I would not be wearing a shirt most of the time yeah. like and shorts uh-huh. and just going at it. And mm-hmm. all these other guys were wearing bucket hats, mask, long sleeve and pants. Like, mm-hmm. and I was so confused and then they finally told me, and I was like, Oh, this makes sense. They don't want to get a tan because they work outside every day. Wow. Yeah. I never, yeah, I didn't even really encounter that like actually happening. So that's really cool. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah, like when I stepped into India the first day, I can't even count how many people would run up to me asking to take a pictures photo? with me. Oh yeah, like that's like I got, yeah. that was kind of the funnest part, to be honest. It I enjoyed it, and <laughs> I enjoyed it for like for a little bit just because I I was on I was experiencing a new high being in a new country. I was like ready to get off Thailand at this time, and I was like, yes, India. Um, and so I'm wandering around, and everyone's like like looking and like that's just going back to that they literally think you're like royalty beyonce yeah yeah i and every time <laughs> every time someone would ask to take a picture with me i would ask to take one on my phone too because i wanted to just have record of it like yeah here we are so i have all these selfies of me with like 10 teenage boys like <laughs> that's no awesome. way that's yeah, so i'll cool. post one one of these days yeah. but <laughs> dude that's awesome Will follow you- me on ig <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny. One of the, there was one night at a night market in Thailand, um, in Chiang Rai, and it was like their big Sunday night market where they have like dance parties and stuff mm. with the community. Yep. Awesome. And uh, there's these videos of like me and my buddy, like just dancing in the middle of like because they're all like dancing around in circles, and we just didn't know what they were doing, so we just hopped in the middle and just started doing our own thing. And amazing. 20, you know, we do this for 10, 20 minutes and all of a sudden we just have flocks of people like live streaming or FaceTiming and they're like, look at this yeah. guy. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Dude. And I'm, and you know, I'm loving it because yeah. we're getting great <laughs> feedback from the crowd. Well, also so it's like, fun. That, that's the other part of traveling anywhere, but especially on the other side of the world, mm-hmm. it's like. It's like no one I'm never going to see these people again. So like why not just go all out, express yourself, be yourself, do some crazy shit and yeah. like 
Oh yeah, I was giving you know? nux to you know what was probably a pregnant woman on the other side of the FaceTime. Like it was sweet. <laughs> I was very excited. <laughs> it was That's so hilarious. fun. They're like, can we take a picture? I'm like, hell yeah, gather around. <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna handle. If I ever get famous, I'll never handle it well. No way. No yeah, way. I can't no. take it for granted. Yeah, yeah. it's true. God, if you yeah. want to know what it's like to be famous, go to go anywhere yeah. in Southeast Asia. Yeah, honestly, true. Mm-hmm. that's sweet. Um, okay, where were we? Like uh, the timeline, I feel like is just irrelevant. Yeah. So your ultimate story uh, to convince someone was like beach bowman. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because it's new, it's just a new, it's just a new experience, and like, I don't know, you can't, you just experience things there that you'll never get a chance to experience here. Like, obviously, we have a very diverse country, but it's it's nothing like just stepping into someone else's world where they just do things completely different and Mm -hmm. that i mean i was debating going to europe for a while and i know that there's obviously a lot of differences there too i've never been there but what i got from other people is that i'll get much more of a culture shock if i go to um thailand or somewhere in that area so um yeah just just like throw yourself out there i don't know i like that that's that's no that's awesome yeah. Um, and you spent 60 days in Thailand mm-hmm. and then about 20-ish days in India. Yes. Yep. And exactly. with, towards the end, I mean, you kind of were forced to come back. Yeah. Throughout those, those 80-ish days, were you, was there a point where you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going back. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see, like, why I should go back. I, I, I can continue to find these new experiences mm-hmm. so rewarding that there's really no point of finding my May photography event that important anymore i'll be honest um throughout my trip i think i experienced (laughs) just found more plastic in my drink i'm so sorry i don't know how that even happens you're a knucklehead sorry continue um i was actually experiencing a lot of the opposite which i know was just kind of you know test of you know, this whole journey that I was talking about, I feel like I was just kind of being tested of like how bad you really want this. Um, but there was a lot, there was a, there was probably a solid month where I was really like, I was really struggling with the idea of being all the way over there. And it, it it would all hit me when I would see myself on the map and be like, oh my gosh, like all my friends are like, my family is on this. I can't just drive to, you know, my mom's house I can't just like hop in a boat and go home like I it takes days to get home and I think I, I was just kind of really battling that whole like I really felt I physically felt like I was in a whole new place and I and it was it was just that the new feelings of like this is something I've never experienced before um I don't know if I you know I I don't know if I really need to experience this like I was really questioning these things and there was a solid period of time where I was telling my friends like you know every other day it was like I really am considering just coming home early like I think I think I've learned everything that I needed to learn Mm -hmm. whatever but um looking back now I'm like what because towards the end of my trip I really I started to hit what you said like I don't why would I go home like why would I go home Mm -hmm. that's not even home you know that like I was really genuinely like this this is where I belong. I'm like, I feel so much like myself here. Like, why would I put myself back in this place? That's just so complicated and complex. And I don't know. So it was, it was definitely a whole journey of like up and down and really like, I don't know. Battling with it. Battling. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I always think about that 
in terms of like what is home. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, from the standpoint of us going on vacation for like a week mm-hmm. or two, mm-hmm. and like I get on edge of like I need to go back mm-hmm. to my routine. Yep. And after just a week, after yeah. just a week, I, yeah. I need to get back into my routine and I need to start working again mm-hmm. because me moving through this vacation or this time frame where I'm actually like I don't have a schedule I'm not doing what mm-hmm. outside pressures are structuring me to do it's exactly. my time exactly when I am in that for too long it feels like I'm not doing enough mm-hmm. yes right mm-hmm. so then it's like oh shit I need to get back into what they tell me I should be doing exactly because that feels like enough Right. And that's fucked. It's so fucked. And those were the times when I would honestly get off of social media for a while because that was the main thing. That was because I would just see people here and I would be like, first of all, I'd be like, oh, my friends are just so rare and amazing. Like, I need to get back to my friends. But mm-hmm. also, like, just pressures from, you know, society here and like, how, like, how are you taking this much time off kind of that whole thing? And Mm -hmm. I think that's where I was just really strong. I think I was just adding a lot of pressure to myself to really experience all these things. And that's why I was kind of like battling with that whole idea of like, okay, I've learned enough, you know, like I've been through enough. I lost all my things. Like this is, you know, this is what I needed. I'm, I'm good to go. But it is just going back to that, that present moment of like, I, realistically i know that i'm leaving um in probably a month from now whatever it was um like why not just be present and like completely allow yourself this time and like stop worrying about what you're what you maybe left behind and just you know embrace it because this is i mean you i'm learning more and doing more work i feel like with this experience than i am being here working you know mm-hmm. yeah you're because you're working on yourself mm-hmm. and those those things that you're learning and actively participating yeah. in are gonna those are lifelong things you're gonna yeah. remember these those three months by the, when you're 50 and there were so many things that i felt like i just had my friends with me during the times and yeah. like just like i really there were so many times when my friends would be like i just love everything that you're experiencing and i'd be like i really feel like i'm experiencing this with you guys like i, I like that's that's a a huge reason why I love photography Mm. and why I love just sharing things and why I am kind of active with all of that on, um, Instagram, because I, I want, it's not to be like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I've done. This is like what I get to experience and you don't, it's like, I want you all to experience this and to see like how much more there is to life than what we are taught our entire lives, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm. And I was going to, and I was going to ask the question of like, and this kind of falls right in line with it. um, Going on a trip by yourself versus Mm -hmm. going on with a partner. Yes. Like, would you have been, would you have find like more reward if there was like a, a, a companion along the way to like have these memories with that person so then like when you come back or even like in the moment, like Mm -hmm. it's easier to handle situations or do you feel like what you, and this is like not like saying yeah. what you did was anything like I'm right. not trying to downplay. No, it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Looking back on it now, do you see the the value of the both of them? I 100 percent do, and mm-hmm. I I think you know that's a huge reason why it took me this long to actually travel. Like I said, I've been wanting this for so long. I've I've always loved traveling. I've always wanted to do a solo trip, but I 
I really wanted to go out of the country with, you know, a boyfriend or a husband or whoever, you know, I, I always imagined going with a partner. Um, and I think I, I, I honestly remember saying to my friends, like, yeah, I'm not, you know, I, I would love to go to Europe, but I just see myself like doing that with my significant other one day, you know, but it's like, I kept saying that one day thing, but here I am single as can be and like free as a bird with being my own boss. Like, why wouldn't I take the opportunity to go and do it now? And absolutely it, it would, it would not have been, this trip would not have been the same if I was with someone. Um, would I someday love that a hundred percent? Cause I see myself, you know, making this whole travel thing a lifestyle. Mm. Um, but you know, there were times when I would meet people there and I would be with them for too long, too long, meaning like three days. And I'd be like, I need, you know, I'm going to go to this city or this Island just because I wanted that alone time. Like I, I found myself like, although I was alone, I was solo traveling. I always was making friends and being with people. And I was actually kind of still like searching for that alone time because I knew how significant that, that time would be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting too, because like after spending like a longer duration in a in a Thailand, like in I also had read the book uh, Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. You read that? No. You should read that. It's, it he spent a good amount of time um, living in Thailand uh, with wow. and making American money through his online yeah. brand, which is like a huge dream because that is the dream (laughs) to be able to make to be able to because the the american dollar there is just like 30 times the amount of what ty is yeah i i spent more on my flight home like granted i had all this stuff going on so i ended up having to spend a lot more money but i spent more on my flight home than i did the entire three months just traveling Mm -hmm. i literally spent more on my ticket home like that goes to show like how how far your U.S. dollar can go on yeah. that side. Of well, the and, th- and that's like kind of what I started thinking too. Was like when I brought up the question of like what is home. Like I I left mm-hmm. my I'm the oldest of five in my family, um, and I'm from Denver originally, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a brother in Portland. I got a sister at Cornell. I got two uh, younger sisters who are going to be going to college eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I look at Colorado as my home and I look at Minnesota. I've been here for the last six years after going to St. Thomas and mm-hmm. then hanging out here. Like I look at mm-hmm. Minnesota as a pretty fun like place to hang around. But then now I went to like Thailand and I'm like, man, <laughs> people live there. People live there. Yeah. And you I'm will like, come across people that live there for yeah. months and months. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just started thinking, I'm like, man, it'd be really cool if I could just like one day, you know, set the goal to, to take back pocket full time whenever that may be. But understand that the dream oh would be to like have this awesome platform mm-hmm. that kind of documents Andrew path and journey mm-hmm. towards inspiration and inspiring others. But like, dude, we could do that anywhere. I was just going to say, I completely see that for you guys. Like a hundred percent. I really think it's possible. And that you know, before I left, I kept trying to come up with like, how can I make this like a passion project? Like what, you know, what can I be asking people mm-hmm. 
not that I, you know, I don't have my own podcast or anything like that, but just kind of on that, that documenting and like sharing piece with being a photographer. Like I would, I wanted to come up with like, how do I really get to know someone and share their story? And Mm. it would be so cool to, you know, have, you know, to be able to just go full throttle with it and like be on the other side of the world talking to, especially in Thailand where you meet people from everywhere Right. You guys could absolutely do that. That'd be so right. awesome. No, and, and that's why I had that, like, kind of aha moment because, uh, like, the you, way this podcast – sorry, what were you saying? I was going to say even just a couple weeks. You guys should just go and right. do it for, like, a couple weeks. Oh, yeah, just yeah. to test the waters yeah. to see what, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like the idea of just, like, buying the one way, though, and just, like, seeing where seeing yeah. where we can I go. I love that. And, and booking three nights. <laughs> <laughs> the three-night rule. The Alex yeah. Spider method. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys should, yeah. We'll officially trademark that. Um, <laughs> the other thing we've trademarked is the average quality. And this is yeah. this is something we do well at times and other oh times gosh. not so well. You're looking at two wildly average guys mm-hmm. who are going to be going to Thailand to just like talk to people probably yep. in, in an ordinary fashion to uh, make their story extraordinary. Yep. So I'd like to ask you, Alex, what is your average quality? And this is something you do well at times and other times not so well at the end oh, of the day. It's your average quality. You know, two things, I think, um, as far as like you know, my, my passion photography, I think I would lo- like videography would be something that's like more of like the physical sense, but, um, I'm, I, I just am not good at videos, but I, with that whole like storytelling mentality, I would love to be able to take documenting things to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise I was really thinking, you know, execution. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy because I just went and just did all these things, but I have such a hard time with you know having all of these ideas and all these things that I want to do and not ever actually just you know executing and making them happen Mm -hmm. um I think that's something that I you know I don't know where that I'm trying to figure out where that stems from but um or like how to tackle that I guess but execution (laughs) you so so why do you say execution though because I just don't feel like I I can, I, I just don't ever accomplish things or I do, but I, what do you mean you don't accomplish (laughs) things? Like, what have you not accomplished that you're like, dang, I should have executed. You guys don't even know. Right. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Everything that goes on in this brain. I'm like, I have all these things that I want to be doing. Even, even on my trip, I did not take nearly as many pictures as I would have liked to. I didn't do a pretty good job. I didn't. I know, but with my actual camera and like trying to be oh. more like businessy, and maybe this is like the whole business society thing coming at me where I feel like I'm not doing enough. Right. Mm. But, you know, I just, I don't know. There's just so many like, cre- I'm, I have this creative brain, so it's like constantly going, and I have all these things that I would love to just do and complete, but I get too wrapped up in just thinking about doing everything that I don't ever actually do it. Yeah. I no, I can I can totally relate to that on a sense where I'll be like I I create this like content to-do list on my computer. Yeah, right. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I need to do this video. I need to make this TikTok. I need to make this and like mm-hmm. and all of it's to obviously share and post, mm-hmm. but like you A, you only have so much time and like B, what's really important, yeah, you know? Exactly. And, yeah, I have the same issue with my own. And there's also like a certain aspect of it of like if you really need to push something out, like we try and I I try and post on LinkedIn every single day. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll create a video and spend a ton of time on it and then post it or 
I'll, I'll, I'll put that to the wayside and be like, oh, cr- crap, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. I need to have something. And then I just kind of put out whatever's on my mm-hmm. mind. And then, yeah, boom, it hits fire. And now I'm yeah. now I'm back to where, where I was. I find it so much easier to just, you know, just to do things instead of thinking about doing things. To, right. Like, post, just, just post a picture. Like, stop spending 20 five minutes trying to figure out what you're going to write as a caption like just freaking post the picture just go for right. it yeah which by the way <laughs> if for anyone that's does not know alex and you've made it this far in the podcast definitely go follow her alex just j ramble. fenner and definitely like i really do when i text you like i've been reading a lot of your content like i do love reading those posts like you have a lot of good things to say yeah and thank you. i'm glad that those things are now being shared on a, on a podcast where you can just talk for hours yeah yeah so it's i wish phenomenal. we had more time there's so many stories but no we have plenty we have unlimited time <laughs> unlimited time don't worry <laughs> right well on the the execution um aspect like i applaud you for saying that because like we have no idea what you're thinking mm-hmm. and when you say that we're not looking at it in a negative way by any means right we look at the average quality as something that like you care about deeply yeah like, this is something that <laughs> yeah. you have a, a tremendous passion for and you just don't see yourself as good as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And that is fucking fine. Yeah. Like, you, like that is like the best part, right? Like it is, you, yeah. You don't, the, the best part about your average quality is you're just striving to be just a little bit better the next day to make yourself a little less average, if you will. Exactly, and it's, yeah. it, it doesn't matter if you, if you, as long as you're not looking at yourself, like your execution negatively. Mm-hmm there is so many benefits to like looking at it with the humility of an average quality. And I love that you guys even ask that because I feel like the first step is just acknowledging what it is that you, you know, might be average at or like could be better at. I think it's just, it's honestly, the first step is just knowing that that's there, that just seeing it and acknowledging it, like, and accepting it. Like, you know, this is, this is something I'm average at. This is something that I could be doing so much better. So it's cool that you guys even just yeah. throw that question out there. No, it's it's super cool. His And his dad puts it perfectly. It's just like that it's self-awareness is like the ultimate like engine behind everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Right? Okay. And yep. I completely agree. Those, those like t- times of like just practicing being in the present, you know, spending those four hours being with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like... As painful as that is, the thing that it really makes you recognize is, holy shit, I've never actually, like, looked in the mirror. (laughs) Holy shit, I've never actually, like, dove inside. Exactly. Yeah, on that walking meditation, there was, like, every single person at least one day would break down crying in the middle of walking. (gasps) Like, just just because it was, like, literally causing you to actually just, like not just think but observe what you're thinking the whole purpose was to acknowledge what you're what's coming and going in your mind Mm -hmm. and i was like rewriting stories in my head of all this past trauma i was just like trying to just like i i always go into things with like full intention Nice. um but i was like yeah i don't know just causing myself pain i'm sure but you know it's the acknowledgement it's just being self-aware and right and it kind of allows it like kind of unveils or takes this like very well-rounded perspective of like what's going on like the second you're aware of what's going on and not just in the situation of what's going on you've already won you've already won yes oh Mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite favorite things to remind myself 
And it makes you super uncomfortable too. Yeah. That's the best part about being self-aware. It's like you say well-rounded, but it's fucking like the worst squiggly circle ever because <laughs> you have so much. Or it's just like. Yeah. Tor- a, well, tornado. a tornado. Yeah. 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 Um, it gets ugly out there. It gets ugly out there. And, and during those times, what do you have in your back pocket? Like, like when the pressure becomes stress and anxiety is rising, what do you, Alex, carry in your back pocket to overcome these situations? Hmm. Honestly, I think I learned this, especially on my trip, Um, just, I want to say self-confidence, but not in the typical way that we know confidence to be, but the confidence of knowing, like, who I am and that I'm, like, so completely guided and supported and that everything that's happening for me is already just kind of like written out and planned out and is meant to be happening for me so even if I'm in a situation where I'm super stressed or I'm super anxious for whatever reason I have to conquer this and it's part of like my journey of you know self-discovery and like overcoming that I think just being confident in like just understanding that you are completely protected too and knowing that there's really no reason to have fear or anything like that um yeah I think that would probably be it for me the self-confidence just like that reminder of like I I I'm completely good all everything that's happening for me is good right now Mm -hmm. and it comes at it from a multiple angles right Mm -hmm. the the inner confidence and the confidence that the situation in it in itself yeah is right right exactly it might not feel good but this is all good. Everything that's happening to me is good. It's yes. meant Hell for yeah. good, you know? Yeah. I love yeah. that. Also, you're a very good speaker, by the way. Like yeah? you, you're very oh like, gosh. I can, I can see your brain moving and the wheels turning as you're speaking. I'll and you honest. take, we talked about Zodiacs earlier. I think that's yeah. the Gemini and me. Gem- mm. Geminis are pretty good. Okay. Can you explain the Zodiac signs to me? I am not an astrologer, so yeah. I don't know how much I can explain, but but like what does it mean like my birthday's in february and i'm an aquarium like what does that mean an aquarium an aquarius sorry i stand corrected i'm an aquarius not an aquarium well you being an aquarius is like i mean an aquarius is also an air sign we are both air signs and air signs yeah and we we connect on that level that's why we can have Mm. such a good conversation because nice we both kind of meet each other up there right in the air um seriously that's how it works that's how it works. Wow. Just like that. Straightforward. Wait, yeah. but like what where do the sign where do the zodiac signs come from? Doesn't it come from like the phase of the moon that you're born in at the time it, that you're yeah, born? Yeah, it all depends on where the planets were when you were born, based okay. off of where exactly you were born, what exact time you were born. Oh. Day, obviously. And but there's that... so much more. Like you have your moon sign, your sun sign, your rising sign, your Venus. There's so much. There's so much that goes into your chart. We'll have to like dive this is into like a it. thing. Yeah, yeah it's, okay. it's a whole thing. We're gonna have to dive yeah. into. We it. gotta get drunk gotta and un- then unpack our zone. <laughs> unpack it, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course. I, well, I gotta just clarify one thing. Uh, I was ref- I was fixing your mic uh, right off show, and I mentioned I was an Aries, and you and then you just go under your breath. You go, oh, an Aries male. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just. And, and I go. I get this a lot. But- <laughs> <laughs> he literally said oh yeah i get that a lot but i actually i've never i 
I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a personal thing. It's it's all personal. I, okay. I I honestly don't know for sure if there's anything to be said about Gemini women and Aries men, but the Aries men in my life have just they suck. They I don't okay. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. They're not that great. They're below average. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> average quality. They're just a- they're just average guys. Yeah. Well, and we are too, but they're they're less than average. Uh, what? So, how do they come up with the the gen like the traits for each sign? That's the part that I never understand. Because like they, it's just written in the stars, you know. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Hey, thank you. Um, but here's the thing. Like my my whole thing is for each sign, mm-hmm. they just write as many different kind of traits for that sign so that when you yeah, read right. it and like who's they right right who's they and then uh and then like every time someone reads their sign it makes they're sense. always just like oh my god that's so me here's like, the thing i there's things about me and my chart that i've dove into that i'm kind of like mm, i don't really see that where that works mm, but good to know i'm just such like a feelings person i'm like if it if it feels like it resonates with me then I'm going to take it as something for me to hold on to. You know, right. like if I read my chart or if I read my, you know, horoscope of the day, whatever, um, if it resonates, it does. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. Sure. If it does, it's just cool. Cause it's like, you know, it resonated with me. Yeah. But the more you get to know your chart and your sign and like who, like I, the way that I see it, it's all just like how you are kind of just, designed you know and like you can go back to those things and be like so i this is why i communicate like this and a lot of times you might you might read it or see it and be like this doesn't make sense but Mm. if it does then it clicks and you can yeah just keep it in your back pocket i like it that's very very well said (laughs) that's awesome that's super good branding Mm -hmm. but it's also isn't there a sign that's uh isn't cancer a sign yeah, I don't know if that's good branding from the people, you know? Like, let's choose a different word for the sign. <laughs> like, if like, I get to say I'm an Aquarius, and you yeah. get to say you're a Gemini, yeah. and Andrew gets to say he's an Aries, but there's someone out there that has to say that they're a Cancer. To be honest, and that I'm, sucks. I'm right on the cusp of Gemini and Cancer. Uh, if that, if that what's the um, right. the date range for Cancer? Um. <laughs> I think it, saying that's bad, but I it's think funny. it starts the 22nd of June, and my birthday is the 18th of June. So it's like when you're on a cusp, you're kind of like near the when the other sign starts. So I supposedly carry cancer qualities. Yeah, bring your mic closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I supposedly carry cancer qualities. Interesting. With my with my Gemini son. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Marcus, do you have any uh, knowledge of the what's the your Zodiac sign, Marcus? Chart? Uh, my sign is the Scorpio sign. <gasps> Whoa. Scorpio's the best. The Yo, so <laughs> Dra- didn't drake name an album after his son yes he's yeah. got yeah okay yep. yeah that was his last one me and my friend um <laughs> so we're, we've been talking all week this my my good friend that i'm living with right now we talk all the time about how scorpios are the best so yeah yeah, yeah dude try. you are the best man <laughs> what is the what 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 time of the year is a scorpio um november right yeah november 17th yeah nice okay we just need to know that as a corporation for you know corporate celebration it's not like a specific uh the the dates are it's it's not just like oh november is scorpios it's like weird it's a date yeah yeah okay that makes sense like gemini's are may to june Mm. yeah i don't know it's all over the place Mm -hmm. i I, like i said i'm not an astrologer i don't know enough 
Yeah. But you know, you know I could enough about it, enough. I could recommend a few people. I only really know much about my myself and my own and like what works with me and what doesn't. Right. Yeah. Which I is get, important. Yeah. You don't need to know about the others. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's fitting for this podcast because, you know, this is your podcast. You yeah. know, this is by you. Yeah. So it works out great. <laughs> but hey, anyways, Marcus Scorpio, you got any <laughs> questions for Alex? Yeah. So when I found out you were coming on the show, I was really excited because uh, you're a photographer. I really enjoy photography yeah. and I thought it'd be interesting because I knew that you were traveling. And so I thought mm-hmm. that there was going to be this kind of mindset of living in the present. Yeah. Um, so I was curious about how um, when you do execute like the photos and the ideas that you have, mm-hmm. what's your process like? How do you kind of compose and create the perfect picture? Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Everything is so just in the moment for me. I love you know, I, I am a wedding photographer, but I don't really, I mean, I don't just like own that as like, that's all that I do. I, I love wedding photography because I love capturing emotion. And obviously with emotion, you can't, I mean, yes, there, you can definitely, you know, stylize an, an emotional shoot and like, okay, give me this face, but capturing emotion, even if it's just genuine happiness, um, is my absolute favorite thing. So I love just kind of carrying around my camera with me and just because I, I hate the moments when I'm like, oh, I wish I had my camera right now. Um, but those are always my favorite pictures when I'm just, when it's just hanging, you know, my camera's in my back pocket and I'm, you know, carrying it around and all of a sudden my friend is doing something or someone on the street is like, you know, inspiring me and I'm like, click, click and <laughs> boom, there it is. And I kind of have my whole like, you know, my style of um editing and like the perspective that I like and that sort of thing but capturing people in the moment with emotion is just my absolute favorite thing nice yeah Yeah. and for me I mean I used to do a lot of like landscaping pictures those are Mm. like my favorites Mm -hmm. and then slowly I've been trying to do more portraits and portraits are really hard because you have to like direct people yeah and like when you are trying to get a certain thing from them be like hey i need this face like can you guys yeah. just smile a little bit more yeah like it's kind of awkward so how do you go about oh. dealing with clients that maybe aren't giving the emotions that you're looking for um i think just taking a step back i i love just kind of you know first of all just kind of announcing that i'm there to just capture you genuinely i don't i don't necessarily want to you know i don't want to make you feel awkward or like make you do anything that isn't normal for you Um, so I, I kind of go into it with, with the mindset of it's my job to be personal enough with them to make them feel comfortable around me, um, just to kind of receive what I'm looking for without, you know, it's not, you know, it's kind of just like that, that subconscious connection of like, I'm, you know, I, I, again, I just want to make you feel like you can be natural with me and so I can get a natural photo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and like I think some of the best pictures have a lot of story behind them, or mm-hmm. at least at least a lot of meaning to the photographers that yeah. take them. Yeah. Could you walk us through like your favorite or one of your favorite photos and like the story behind that? Wow. Yeah. Um. You know, the first when you said that, the first thing that came to my mind, obviously, just speaking on this trip, um, I took these pictures in the the Bangkok bus station or the train station. Had you have you been there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just had the perspective of, you know, in the train station, everyone's sitting on the ground. So there, there's just so much going on in their seats, but there's not enough seats. So people are just kind of laying on their bags on the ground. And I ended up being one of those people on the ground, but I was laying right in the middle. So I had the perspective of the whole archway in the train station. And there was this little boy running around, um, chasing a bird that was in the train station. 
and he just had so much joy just I mean as his dad is just chilling there like obviously they're waiting for their train he's just like filled with like so much excitement chasing this bird and um at one point the bird was flying towards me while the kid was obviously chasing the bird so he was running towards me and I had the perspective of the archway so he's running through the middle and I just snapped a few pictures and the, the whole process of like the bird flying up and he's like reaching for the bird and it, it was just the cutest coolest most authentic just true to Thailand photo shoot very nice <laughs> that's incredible. amazing yeah. yeah yeah that's super cool I could probably pull up the pictures but I don't know if that's no, yeah, a waste well, of time yeah so no see we'll, picture here yeah we'll, it'll be in the post-production yeah we'll, we'll post-produce okay, that one for love you. It. no worries <laughs> um god that kicks a lot of ass dude I like that um Thanks for asking photo questions. Cause yeah, I know we didn't we didn't touch on that, but honestly, this this whole journey wasn't really much about my business. So, but it is still part of who I am. So, cool. Right. Your business is yeah. who you are. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. Thanks mm-hmm. for bringing um, this up. Okay, so someone asked you, and you've gotten this question before. What someone asked you? Oh, how was your trip? And you obviously are like terrible question yeah i have so many things to tell yeah. you about if you choose like one thing to sit to to when someone asks that question to like encapsulate the trip to the best of your ability maybe a story maybe an experience something mm. what would that be when someone asks you how was your trip gosh that is even that is just even that's uh, tough that just wow um well knowing that you're explaining it to people that have just heard your story, mm-hmm. right? So you do have the leg up now. Yeah. So True. you're not going in blind. Right. True. Yeah. These are like the most dedicated listeners, right? We're sitting here yeah, like the hour or something. We've been mark. rambling. My story is like all over the place, but it's amazing. No, it's perfect. Thank you it's for perfect, listening. It's perfect, right? Yes. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> just the way it is. <laughs> um, You know, even going off of that, like my trip was just exactly what it needed to be. It was perfect the way that it went. And I can say that because I had absolutely no plan. Like it just completely, I have zero regrets. There's nothing, you know, I only left with more ideas to come. I was really sad to be leaving, but I didn't leave with the mindset of, oh, I wish I did this or I didn't do that. You know, I I really was just like, this is, it's going the exact way that it needs to go. And I think it only went that way because I allowed my time to just be so completely open and free. And I allowed myself to just be open to any experience um, in order for whatever was meant for me just to, you know, hop in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, overall it was just completely, you know, re I want to say rewiring because I feel like I learned like every all these things that I've been practicing and learning my whole life were kind of just tested during this trip and maybe just, you know, unwired a little bit and brought back together in certain ways. But oh. um, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. And unwiring and rewiring of yeah. how you think. Yeah. Wow. That's super Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. No, that's <laughs> that's super cool because it's not like it's not like you come back a changed person. No, and that's what I was gonna say. I I feel like I've changed more in the past three months than I have in the past three years. But really, it's like I'm I'm just I'm the same person. I just you know experienced all these new things that allowed just new, the the real authentic me to kind of be expressed. Right. 
Well, and then even taking that a step further, I mean, you know, you've already, you've mentioned a few times now that you want to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, you already worked for yourself, which bravo. Mm-hmm. That's super, en- I'm Thank very you. envious of you. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, where do you go from here? What's kind of like that storyboard or that story arc that you wanted? Like, what's that next thing that you want to go after? Uh, Post coronavirus, obviously. I was going to say as, as long as this thing, you know, this, this virus, um, which is a very significant thing. I won't downplay it, but, um, if it allows, I would love to go back this winter. Um, I love, you know, I was, I was genuinely excited to come back to Minnesota and be here for the summer. I love Minnesota summers. Like I said, I realized there that I have the coolest friends. Um, I want to be here to, um, hang out with them, but you know, the winter in Minnesota is just something I've experienced enough, you know, 25 years of Oh, you've been here your whole life? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why you would uh, be sick of it. Right. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) That's fair. I just don't need to experience it ever again. I always have told my mom, I'll be the distant relative that comes home for a week of snow for Christmas or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But India is where I'm I'm just already ready to go back there. There's... I experienced the southwest side of it, which is just super islandy, and um, you're right on the beach, and there's that whole uh, scene. But then, as you start going up, like you said, towards the Himalayas, it gets to be a lot more uh, maybe adventurous. Um, Rishikesh is like the yoga capital of the world, so I would love to go there. I want to ride camels. There's just there's so much to India, and. I realized, obviously, when I was there that I could spend so much more time there. So that's what I'm hopefully looking forward to. And hopefully I'll kind of go into it with more of a um, maybe photography will be more of a. uh, Well, yeah, I mean, similar to like (laughs) how you see the vision for us being able to, you know, go and podcast somewhere around the world. Like photography definitely is a part of that, too. Yeah. You know, I Mm -hmm. think. There's definitely a chance and definitely an opportunity that yeah. you could probably mm-hmm. do a lot of what you're talking about here. Definitely. You can probably duplicate that elsewhere. Right. I, yeah. And I've always wanted to be a traveling photographer, but I I needed this trip as just more of like an internal self oh, thing, yeah. you know? Um, oh, yeah. But now, like I, like I was saying before, now that I've done it once, I feel like I'm just, I could be so ready to go back and actually have certain maybe business goals. There you go. Um, passion goals, whatever. The flame has been ignited. Exactly. That's how it feels. <laughs> yes. That's so damn cool. Well, through this whole experience, you've allowed yourself to flourish. And I think that's like the, the theme of it, which mm-hmm. is really dope. Like you put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You've challenged yourself. Yeah. And you push forward. Mm-hmm. That's so dope. And I'm like sitting here truly inspired. You're a badass. Like, so thank you for coming yeah. on and sharing the story. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's been a killer. Lot. Um, and how the back pocket has seemed to like the best growth tactic is to tap more into the Alex Fenner or more into the guests that we have on our show. Yeah. So we're curious if you think there would be someone else inside your back pocket, if you will, Mm -hmm. that you think would want to come on our show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of my friends are just awesome with, you know, just they're telling their stories. Um, when I was thinking about this before, I I kind of already in my head just thought of how you guys should have Michael come on. Michael Jordan? Yeah. We should... already had him on. Oh, you did? That's the reason we know you. 
I know. I didn't know that he was on here though. Uh, about a what was it, a year ago? I would say Around, it more than a year ago. Um, was it okay? Yeah. No wait. No, you're right. It was, it was about m- May of last year. Okay. Michael came year. on, and yeah, to be honest with you, it. well, maybe check back in. <laughs> no, but we should. No, yeah, we, no, yeah, like, yeah, we definitely should have him back on. He's like a great, a good friend now. But yeah. I think that's one of those things where, like, he he set us on a path. Like he, we were recommended. Like, oh yeah, I have MJ on. He's he's an awesome guy. Yeah, and then he became a good friend, and then he, uh, you know, him running Unreal. He's connected with all these different people, and mm-hmm. then like. He got us in touch with like a, a PR agency in the Twin Cities who mm-hmm. helped us like get Chad Greenway and helped us get Ben Lieber and like Carly okay. Zucker. Carly Zucker. See, I do like, remember seeing those podcasts, so now I understand the yeah. connection. So okay. like Michael Jordan kind of like guest of the year last year because of mm-hmm. not only like he's just a good friend now mm-hmm. and we totally vibed in his one of his podcast one of the most downloaded last year, mm-hmm. but the opportunities that have come from him, him specifically to this day, to this very moment. Unknown you know, opportunity. Unknown. You yeah. know, it, like that's that's why we love asking that question because... Mm-hmm. the guy from Matamida. The guy, yeah, a guy from Matamida, a guy yeah. from White Bear, you know, puts us in touch with, you know, six, seven other people that are sp- span across a very different, all walks of yeah. life, you know? Yeah, he's, So yeah. if you have anybody else besides Mike... Let us know because yeah. we're all we're okay. always looking to have more people on. This thing's just gonna keep going forever. Yeah, I will I will definitely create a list then. Hell yeah. Love that. Yeah. What's well, super cool too, like um going back to like the different people that you meet um along your journey in Thailand, like I I could see why a podcast might even work even further because the 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 people that you meet in these places. I was going to say, can you do like a, like a, could it be someone that is like not physically here? Because. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it would be a whole different method, but there's just, yeah. But the journey to that, get to that person. Right. Makes a whole lot more sense. Or doing. Yeah. Who do you have in mind? I was just thinking about some of the people that I've met, you know. Oh, that are yeah, yeah. Around the world. So it would probably just be like a virtual thing, but. Right. No, no, no. We would have to actually trap. Like, we yeah. would go to find them, you know? Well, that'd be fun for you guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Go find the, the guy who's riding on his bicycle. I think he's in Malaysia right now. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, we'll scoop him up. Yeah, we'll, throw him we'll on find the it. Yeah. English is a second language, but... <laughs> We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. But I, that's why we have the trifold. Yeah, that's why we have the trifold. We can show them, you know, the the fun things we made. This was this <laughs> this coronavirus trifold uh science project was made like March sixteenth, seventeenth, somewhere around there. I don't know. Right, right before when, current right, right before it became like a big deal. So if we you see made, anything on here we where we made it's a like, lot of geez, humor and it might not have aged well. But. Didn't age well. Like what was it? Buying flights, tickets and concerts events this summer. I don't know if that's gonna age well at all. This don't panic so stay strong though i love where it says dogs can't get coronavirus right that's the number one fact yeah which now they can right <laughs> we found that out i know i was like you know just thinking about it like wandering around like parks and things like when dogs run up to you and you want to be cute and like pet them yeah. is that is that danger zone or i don't know it's prob- um, probably not you don't have idea. corona right no okay but does the dog you know maybe maybe we don't know. Yeah. Or he could be a carrier. That's why you sanitize. <laughs> that's why you sanitize. Yeah. You just don't have dogs on the podcast, you know? Yeah. That's, <laughs> for our sake, that's why we do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. How is it go- getting back to to uh, the States? 
Wow. Because wasn't that kind of like a rushed thing? Cause yeah, of... that itself is like a whole story. Oh, um, it was really testing. And it was kind of, it's kind of cool to think about because I feel like the final days of my trip plus coming home tested everything that I learned throughout my entire three months. Mm. Um, yeah, it was rushed. I mean, for a while, I was just so ignorant. I was just in ignorance is bliss. I was just blissed out in the middle of the jungle in India. Like, this isn't affecting me. I'm not, you know, I'm going to go home. I'm when I'm ready to go home. I'm going to continue my plan. I'm going to go up north and whatever. And then they started closing um, internal transportation in India. So I wasn't able to go north anymore. So then that kind of started to spark things like "Mm, they're making changes here. Like now... I mean, especially considering that I had to get north to be able to fly home. I could, I can't, you can't fly to the United States or anywhere from um, southern India. So I had to go north. So then I was like, shit, I got to figure out how I'm going to get up north now to even just go home. Um, I went through a couple um, canceled flights to get up there. Um, I thought I had the best case scenario. Like once I decided I was ready to go home. I was like, okay, get me home. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I was like, you had already made the decision. Yeah, I'm already home. I'm already planning on it. Like now, I'm just worried about actually making it. Um, I, I had you know, the best flight I thought from southern India to northern India to uh, straight to Chicago, and when I got, when I landed at two in the morning in Northern India, I found out that my flight to Chicago was canceled. So I'm in Northern India, somewhere I've never been before in this airport. Like, okay, first of all, this is canceled because they're starting to cancel flights. So I'm kind of starting to freak out because I'm like, flights are canceling. Like how, this is now my third flight that was canceled. Like how am I, am I actually going to make it home? You know? Right. And I'm, again, I'm here alone. I've never been up here before whatever. Um, guess i'll figure it out (laughs) um i ended up spending three hours talking to this guy at the counter um just trying to find any flight to the united states it literally took me three hours to find a flight to the u.s even with like um connections connections yeah it was nearly impossible and at this point i found out that they were closing the airport in india completely um, at this time tomorrow for me. So I had 24 hours to find a flight to get home. Otherwise I was going to be stuck in India. Um, which is just crazy thinking about, especially considering that I originally wasn't planning on leaving at that time. I was planning on waiting a few more days or a few more weeks even. So it was kind of crazy how it worked out because I ended up finding a flight that, um, took me from India to Tokyo, to New York, to Minnesota. Um, which was just ended up being days and days of travel, of course. But um, I ended up, um, you know, just buying this crazy expensive ticket just to get me home and uh, sat in the airport for 24 hours and a few more hours after that. And it, yeah, it just be kind of became crazy hell, yeah but did you ever get like screened or did people have to no. test you and, and that's stuff? what's really messed up i think because here we are freaking out especially about international travel right so i i was expecting to come back to like 
some kind of like structured quarantine where they were going to make me, they were going to send me off somewhere and be like, you got to stay here for a while because like you've been traveling to all these places and all these planes and all these airports for, Mm -hmm. you know, so long. And, um, I walked through, um, customs with not even a question. It was just like, welcome home. Like, like I just came Another back day from, at the block. Yeah. yeah, I was so confused. I was just, I was so confused. What day was this when you came back? Like roughly um, end of March. Yeah. March 22nd. Oh, wow. It was in the middle of all in the this. heart of the court. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> and, and New York at the time, that's, that's the first place that I flew into, into the U S wow. New York is like the hot spot. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing, yeah, especially because my flight was from Tokyo which was like yeah another hot spot supposedly supposedly yeah i don't know it i was really shocked i ended up um i landed at about midnight and it was kind of surreal because at that point i was just delusional i was sleeping on airport cement for like days just didn't not, nothing was nothing was normal in my head right but i fell asleep and i truly honestly slept for 20 hours straight i only woke up because my mom was like are you alive like breathe show me some kind of movement and i went right back to sleep it was the craziest i've never experienced um jet lag like that ever and it was like days and and days and days it took me so long adrenaline dump too yeah that because like you're finally in position where you Mm. are like you don't have to worry about you know, find it in the bed for the night. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, but, I, but, but like that, that play, I don't know. I'm not saying that's the whole thing. That right. just plays an extent to it. But I was going <laughs> right. to say, it almost like made me uncomfortable. Like I went straight to sleeping on the floor. Like I, it was hard for me to be comfortably sleeping in a bed because yes, I was sleeping in beds when I was traveling, but it's different. It's so different. Yeah. I just felt so disconnected from, you know, nature and where i was because everywhere that i stayed was like there was access for any kind of reptile to climb in so that's wild it was all just super connected you know so being like Mm -hmm. back in a suburb home you know it was just like this is too this is too uh comfortable almost Mm -hmm. too structured yeah yeah that's so interesting man Mm -hmm. i i want to go back so bad i know it's like the best thing ever it's so cool yeah i wonder what it'd be like like a long time there though yeah, like I said, I, I think I did because I went all over Thailand, yeah. north to south. So yeah. I experienced the islands. I experienced all of the country. Not all of it, but a, a good portion. A good portion. Um, I was ready after two months to kind of get out of there. Oh, you were? Okay. See, that's the thing. Like, I could I say I, we could, like, just spend all kinds of time over there. But, like, yeah, you do have to honestly do a do a solid like mm-hmm. two months to mm-hmm. to get a grounding to i could those see days. i could see how people could stay there when when they're there for a purpose like teaching yoga or doing some kind of training right. or something mm-hmm. um i met a lot of people that um were staying in hostels for free just by volunteering at the hostel mm-hmm. um so there's so many there's so many kind of ways to navigate it and you know, to stay for a long period of time, like you could go and be in touch with this hostel and stay at this specific place for a month with free food and yeah, a free bed and everything just, just to kind of help out for a few hours a day. So, right. I love that. Well, I do have to ask the question, what did you learn today? So, you know, you're spending all this time, spent a lot of, how long has this podcast been going for? Like an hour or so? 
It's been going for two hours and a minute. Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> <a> <laughs> nice. Look at this, dude. We just dude. talked for two hours? Is yeah. that real? Wow. Yeah. See, this is like half of the four-hour meditation, but we're literally all we're doing is just talking and listening to each other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I just scratched the surface. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. We got a lot more to talk about. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Which Definitely. means you got to come back on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but sure. anyways... You know, staying boxes to unpack. Exactly. There's just, yeah, it's, there's, we've been sent too many boxes and we still have so many other things to unpack. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, staying rooted in the present, you know, what did you learn today? You know, kind of tying everything together. I feel like I just, I learned how possible it is to just execute. Like you guys Mm -hmm. really just made this happen. Like we, we didn't know each other before this, you know, and you're, you're just like welcoming not only new people, but just like a new conversation and new, um, a whole new experience, I guess. And you've like, you've really done the work to not just have the idea of, you know, sitting down and having a conversation with someone, but like, here we are, like, it's completely set up and it's set up perfectly and you guys are executing. Like Thanks. I, I see, I, I see how possible. I think maybe it's just a reminder of like, you know, you can have a passion or an idea and, um, just follow through with it. And I admire that because it's not always easy to connect with a stranger. You never know like who you're gonna run into, what kind of, what's the vibe gonna be, like how mm-hmm. are you gonna be able to actually hold a conversation? And here we are, two hours later, you know. Right. <laughs> no, and I think that's like the power of what we do. Or yeah. it's not even the power of what we do. It's the the power of you and and mm-hmm. and this this connection that we all have that we yeah. don't necessarily tap into all the time. Yeah, like we've had conversations with strangers before. We've right. done over two hundred and fifty of them. So that's wild. Right. We've been doing <laughs> this for three years now, and wow. we're not surprised when we have awesome conversations with someone we've right. never met. Mm-hmm. But it's still so eye-opening and Mm -hmm. rewarding every time we do it right and i'm trying to understand why that is but i think a lot of it has to do with this idea that you know we all kind of relate to each other in a certain way we do yeah there's always something that i mean i mean talking about earth day like we all come from the same place you know right and like there's it's just it's just the idea of allowing everyone to express their story because somewhere in your story I'm gonna find my story and vice versa, you know. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just think the world needs more of that. Just like Definitely. let's let's just all sit down and conversation. Yeah. Let's yeah. all sit down and like drink margaritas and talk about whatever and like see where we can relate and have a good time. Because I, I don't know. I just think the yeah, world needs more of that. Yeah. Mixing some kombucha. Yeah. Mixing some kombucha. Yeah. Why not? Kombucha and tequila. Yep. God bless. <laughs> well, Alex, you've been an absolute blessing Yay. to thank everyone, including ourselves. So thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you. So
She says, I'm gonna have to try and catch her now before she's gone.